This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a Many more years to come. Peace. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Wine 30. Yes. Yeah, so today I am drinking a non-alcoholic wine, obviously because I'm pregnant. So I have a Sovi Red Blend. Nice. You know, it tastes kind of a little bit like grape juice. <laughs> Um, definitely. I feel like this is probably one of the better non-alcoholic wines, but it's still not like, it doesn't taste like wine. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But Andrew is drinking the Perfect Match, which is a Merlot. It's a 2021 from France. And I would love to hear what he thinks that the tasty notes are. I like it. I, when I, um, smelled it, I immediately got blueberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I tasted it, I was getting dry notes and I also was, um, getting a little bit of like, uh, metallic, I think probably steel metallic maybe from like a steel barrel or something. Yeah. It felt like that. So it says the perfect match is dry, smooth with notes of blueberry, like you said, blackberry, cherry, and cocoa. And they recommend pairing it with girls' nights and impromptu dance parties. Sure. It's and, a Merlot, so obviously it's going to be a little smooth. And then what would you pick food-wise? Uh, you could probably have this with a burger. Yeah. This suggests olive tamponade and salami. It also recommends fondue. Goat cheese pizza or wild mushroom chowder. Mm, fondue. I'm surprised you weren't like, ooh, wild mushroom chowder. Wild mushroom chowder. Is that like a thing? Evidently. Sounds it would just good. be a chowder with wild mushroom in it, right? Like or what about mushroom, type um, mushroom onion soup? Ugh. What do you mean, uh? That's like my worst nightmare in a soup. <laughs> I mean, like... As an adult, I don't mind onions, but like I don't want like a soup that's all onion and mushroom. That just I don't know, like the flavors do they even go together? I think so. Like cuz it's like umami and what would onion be? It's sweet. Like, they're not really sweet. Well, I guess once they're cooked, they're kind of sweet. Onions are sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that pairs. But we are going to talk about our highlights of what we've been watching, reading, playing, and listening to this week. Do you want to hit us with what you've been watching? Uh, you can go first. Are you waiting to see what I say to change your answer? Well, I have been watching a lot more than you have. Um, I had one picked out, and then I had like a uh, runner-up in case you mentioned the one I mentioned. So we watched Wednesday this week as did probably most of the people listening to this because it broke netflix records 
Yeah, um, that's one of my. That's what I thought you were gonna say. That's the highlight. It was the highlight for me. Like for it was the best show I've watched this yeah, week for me too. sure. Um, I liked all the actors. I liked the cinematography. The writing was really well done. I did feel like it was like a tad bit predictable. Yeah. Right. Well, we guessed. We guessed oh. who it was from like the very beginning. Yeah. And. I mean, that part of it was predictable. The way it happened wasn't necessarily predictable. Um, I don't know. They had me for a while, like, flipping my guesses back and forth between people. Because every time they made it seem so much like someone, I was like, well, it's not that person. Yeah. Like, they're obviously trying to frame specific people. And I think it almost would have been more shocking if it had been the people that were framed. Maybe. It kind of was in a weird way. I mean, kind of. Um, but if you haven't watched Wednesday yet, highly recommend if you're like, oh, I'm not really like an Adams family fan or like a scary show type person. Like, I don't think it was scary at all. And I actually enjoyed it more than I have previous Adams family stuff. So, and if you're into anime, there is a new JoJo's Bizarre Adventures segment. Yeah. Uh, which is really good, really intense. I feel like they just keep the pressure up and keep up the uh, the ingenuity behind that show. And I'm never really, like, let down. Cool. I know that's one of the ones where, like, if you have it on, I don't mind if it's on. Yeah. I feel like they keep their shock value really high. Um, cool. It's good. I recommend it. What have been your reading highlights of the week? Uh, Well... I've just been kind of like delving into news, trying to get back into it after the holidays. Uh, So I did read an article about indigenous populations in the Congo. Yes. And the pygmies. In the pygmies. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you the lowdown of it real quick if you want. No, thank you. Okay. We will post the link. All right. I want to tease people with like the title and then make them delve deeper. Oh, okay. What's your thing you've been reading? Um, I have started Anon, Please, which is like the Dumois fictionalized true story of how the website and like Instagram came to be. I say fictionalized because like Dumois, like as a, like the person who runs it is still like anonymous, right? So like, it's kind of like their story, but they wanted it to be like loosely based on their real life because they didn't want people to figure out who they were. Um, so I've been reading that or listening to that because I've been on audiobook and then music wise or podcast wise, what have you been listening to? A new podcast I've been listening to called the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon show. Which uh, pretty good so far. She had like a, um, military veteran who had like got shot in the face and all this other stuff on there. A Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yeah. Navy SEAL. And like that episode was really good. Yeah. Highly recommend. So what I've been listening to, according to my last FM, that's what I've started to do. So I'll go on my last FM and see like what I listened to the most this week. And evidently I have listened to the fame monster by Lady Gaga the most this week, which was her like album, which had the fame plus the second like half of the album yeah it came out like a year later um so that was like very like 
2008-2010. Is Lady Gaga, Gaga so. touring again? Um, I'm unsure. I know she was doing a lot of Vegas stuff prior to COVID. And I know that since she's done some Vegas stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what she's doing right now. I should look into that a little bit. I'd see her live again. Okay. And what have you been uh, playing? I've been playing some uh, Project Makeover on the iPad. Very cool. Yeah. How about you? Uh, besides Town of Salem, I have not been playing anything. Although I did just download a new game called Dwarf Fortress. I'm going to try that out. I guess it's got overwhelming positive reviews so far. But there's no Metacritic yet. Cool. And you have your playtest coming up again next week for your game you've been playing. So, oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to maybe I'll stream some uh, Twitch. Cool. So, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about some hot topics. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about Kachava, my all in one daily super blend. If you're worried you aren't getting all the nutrients you need or struggling to stay on top of your health, then listen up because Kachava has you covered. Kachava puts everything your body needs in one glass so you can have it all. All the superfoods, all the vitamins, all the omegas, all the adaptogens, all the greens, all the protein, all the benefits for your gut, your skin, your hair, your brain, your muscles, your heart, your whole health. No more compromise, no more guilt. No other nutrition shake does all of this. They travel to the ends of the earth to source them all and crush it up. Kachava is a powder you take two scoops, just add water, blend it up, and it tastes incredible. They have five delicious flavors, and vanilla and chai are two of my personal favorites. I drink Kachava for breakfast, and it keeps me full for hours. There's just no way I could get all of these nutrients with my normal diet. Trying to manage all the supplements and ingredients you should be taking is overwhelming and expensive, but now Kachava makes clean, organic superfood nutrition accessible to everyone. You've got to go try Kachava for yourself. Kachava is offering 10% off for a limited time. Go to kachava.com slash wine, spelt K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's kachava.com slash wine. Hey, we're back. <laughs> I like it. A little fuzzy. So I have a couple hard hitters for you. Oh no, you're hitting me with the hard stuff right away. Okay, hit me. Uh, what do you think about um, this statement? Does bad grammar show a lack of education? It can. Or is it more uneducated? Like, what do you think? I think it can show, like, a lack of education. But also, I don't think it necessarily is a depictor of good or bad intelligence because, like, you can be very intelligent and just be bad at grammar. Yeah. It doesn't make you a not intelligent person. Um, I do think that a lot of people use bad grammar because they're undereducated, though. You think so? I was thinking maybe not, because like if you think about slang, mm -hmm. like, can you dig it? You yeah. know? Or like... Um, yeah, that's not a lack of education at that point, but that's not... When you say bad grammar, I'm thinking of people who just like say like a lot. Like, um, uh... <laughs> no, but there's a lot of things with grammar where 
Like if people say these eight ones, or right? Eight? Or those ones. What about ain't? That's not necessarily like a grammar issue though. But when someone says like those ones or these ones, and it's either these or those because like oh, you don't have yeah. to add ones. That's improper grammar. Right. Um, Like things like that, I feel like is a lack of education. Like those people are just never told that. And okay. they can go their whole lives and just not know. But do you think that they would be receptive to somebody telling them that? They'd probably be embarrassed. Yeah. I know if I was like an adult and someone was like, it's actually those or these, I'd be like, okay, geez. And then I may just continue saying these ones and those ones just to be a pain in the butt. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. For sure. I think you're onto something. Okay. Next one. So, um, there's some harsh words from Brian Follow, who's an executive director of Progressive Judicial Group, uh, demand groups demand justice. And he's basically saying that the justices are little more than politicians in robes. Mm-hmm. Those are his words. Um, I want to get an idea of what you think about that. But I also, there are some, I want to say rumors or um, uh, connections that Hobby Lobby had a hand in reversing Roe versus Wade. Yeah. I mean, of course that makes sense because Hobby Lobby is a very religious based or like the owners are very religious and they donate a lot of money to politicians and political campaigns and if they pay enough money to people i'm sure that they help push forward whatever their agenda is so are you do you mean like they're lobbying justices oh i'm sure they're lobbying justices senators presidential candidates isn't that illegal though like they donated a lot of money to donald trump's campaign yeah and then donald trump put those like justices in the Supreme Court, and then they overturned what Hobby Lobby wanted overturned. So, so justices, what does it mean to lobby? It's like for you, what does it mean? Like someone who lobbies is someone like if I were to lobby a justice, what would that entail? That would be like you spending all of your time persuading them in any way possible to get whatever your agenda is done. Like within the law, like would I be able to give them gifts? Well, I mean, a lot of lobbyists don't necessarily follow the law. In order or to get here's one. Done. Could I say, Hey, if you vote this way, I'll donate this much to this. There's a lot foundation. of lobbyists that do that. Yeah. There's a lot of lobbyists that use blackmail. You heard it here, folks, blackmail and extortion. That's exactly what lobbyists are known for. Extortion and bribery. All right. Uh, Hit me with your topic. So we went and had an ultrasound done the other day, and we found out a new little fun fact. We sure did. About fetuses. Andrew knows exactly what I'm going to say. Did you know that fetuses in the womb, they get their nutrients through the umbilical cord, which I knew, but then they pee, and then they drink the pee, And that's how they are able to taste foods. Yeah. And we watched it happen. Babies pee in the (laughs) womb. 
and drink it. And they drink it. Yeah. It's a crazy phenomenon. Just let that sink in. <laughs> so I didn't know that that's how they tasted things. I don't like, I knew it was through the amniotic fluid, but I like wasn't thinking of the fact that they were receiving it through the umbilical cord and then peeing and then drinking. Like it didn't, it didn't click. Did we bring that up to your mom? I can't remember. Oh no, not yet. No, because we haven't seen her since. I brought it up to my dad though. And he said he has never heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I think maybe your mom would have told you about that. Well, she probably like didn't even think to mention it because it's just like. Really? If you like work in baby care or like babies and doulaing and all that stuff like you you, in childbirth education you probably just like don't even think about it i mean i probably heard it in childbirth education class at some point in my life and blacked it out until now yeah um so i had like my first labor dream last night oh yeah yeah and you want to hear how it went yeah (laughs) so in my dream, I had like one contraction and you're like, you're in labor. We got to go to the hospital huh. right now. And then I get to the hospital. I'm like, I am that person who huh. like did not wait to be in full labor. And now we're going to be here for like three days. Huh. Yeah. And, um, and then I remember being too embarrassed to like call my mom and tell her that I was in the hospital in labor. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I always say I'm going to be the person who waits until the very last second. And it was like literally in my dream. It was like one contraction. We're like, we're there. Wow. And they're like, you're not even in labor yet, but you're close enough to being in labor that you can just stay. <laughs> um, and that was pretty, pretty dreadful. And then somehow we ended up at a hospital that was like over the border. And we kept saying Tahiti, but it must have been Mexico because you can't just drive to Tahiti. Um, and then I was like, but I don't have my passport. How am I going to get back to the United States? And if I give birth here, how is our baby going to get back to the United States? Oh, no. Like, is it not going to be an American citizen? Like, how is it going? Like, do we have to get out a passport? Like, what do we have to do? And it stressed me out really bad. And then I was like, well, because my labor is going to take so long. Do we have time to get back to the United States? But I don't have a passport. So how am I going to get over? And it was really stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been dreaming about these days. Wow. Yeah. Is that normal? Is that a thing that happens to most uh, pregnant women? The what? They dream about bad labor experiences? Yeah. Probably. Okay. I'd assume so. I didn't know if there was a blog you were reading. No. Okay. That just happened. So uh, Swifties are suing Ticketmaster. Yeah, I heard about that. And I actually received um, like a form to fill out from a lawyer about my experience with the pre-sale and Ticketmaster because they're compiling all of this stuff from a bunch of people who either were part of the pre-sale or like whether they got tickets or not. And they're trying to compile all that information for their case against Ticketmaster. So, you know, I helped contribute in some way. Yeah, but you didn't have any issues. I mean, I had issues with the amount of fees they were charging. The fact that, like, in total, I think we paid, like, $300 in Ticketmaster fees. Like, isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. 
Like, that's insane. And, like, the amount of time it spent to, like, get through the waiting room and get through the ticket process was, like... Maybe you'll get a refund. Probably. Or on the fees. Yeah. I honestly think that Ticketmaster should be required to, like, have... Like, the government should put a max on the amount of fees they can be charging. Yeah. Like, they should have to justify the fees. It's ridiculous. And it changes depending on how expensive your ticket is. It's not like it's a flat fee of like, oh, it's always $10 a ticket. It's like, oh, you bought a more expensive ticket, bigger fee. Right. But like, it doesn't cost them more to sell that more expensive ticket. So, well, and they're getting more money off the more expensive ticket. I don't know. Ticketmaster sure seems like it has a monopoly on. um, It does have a monopoly, which is the whole reason that the Senate and the president and everyone else are trying to break them up. Right. You know, when Biden can't get tickets to the show, he wants Ticketmaster has a monopoly. No, I think he probably had an issue with uh, Bruce Springsteen tickets, though, even though maybe not him directly, but someone he knows, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Had an issue with that. Um, so Bill Cosby got out of prison a while back, as you remember. There's now five more women that have come forward and are, um, they put sexual assault charges forth. And are trying to get him on more charges for drugging and raping women. Is this like new charges, like since he's been released, or? Well, the charges have come up since he's been released, but they're for things that happened prior to him going to prison. I don't know if that'll work because the thing is, is it's within wasn't the, that an open suit before? It's within the statute of limitations for them to come forward. Okay. Um. And I think they probably didn't come forward before because they were like, oh, well, all these people are suing. He's going to prison anyway. Why do I need to, like, put myself in that position where I'm going to court and I'm doing that? Um, He got out pretty quick. And since he's out because, you know, all of his charges were randomly dropped. Yeah. He was pardoned or whatever. Strange. Um, I think they were like, this guy, like, was doing some really horrible things and he did them to me and I think he should be in prison. So... Now there's five new women coming forward so far. But in some positive news, Warnock beat Herschel Walker in the Georgia runoff today. That's positive. That is positive. um, Because while I'm not like, oh, Democrats have to win, Herschel Walker could not win. Like, yeah, that was my thing is like, I did not want to see Herschel Walker in the Senate. I just feel like that's the same situation we were in in 2016 where it's like okay well this person can't win therefore i have to vote this way and that did not work out so well it's like so that's the same tactic democrats are using well i don't think warnock is necessarily a bad candidate um i do think that he would have done better in georgia had he been more of a moderate candidate because obviously georgia is very like there's parts of Georgia that will vote Republican regardless of who it is. I just feel like we need to teach these politicians that they need to stop messing with voters. Yeah. Like overtly manipulating voters' perspectives and opinions in order just to get a vote that then they betray the voters' confidence. I agree with you. Yeah. Do you have any more topics for us today? Uh, I could do one more. So, you know, the World Cup 
has kind of been going. Yes. I think we are now out of it. But we have not talked about before they started the World Cup. They were tar- the um, building the stadium. Yeah. I was, what, 6,500 workers died while building, like, or setting up for the World Cup. Yeah. And I suppose, supposedly it was a slave-like conditions where the people working on it didn't really know if they were going to get a paycheck and they were coming from um, different countries to work on it. Yeah, because they were like, oh, I can go work there and I can send the money home to my families. But the problem is, like, the conditions they were working in, there were so many of them that were dying because of the poor conditions. Yeah. Which is really sad. It's kind of a travesty. Uh, Not much we can do about it. And it's kind of their own thing. But what about the Budweiser debacle? Yeah. So Budweiser had paid $75 million to be the official beer sponsor of the World Cup. And Qatar, they were like, yeah, we normally don't allow alcohol, but it's not going to be any big deal for the World Cup. We're on board to have Budweiser there. It's going to be like any other World Cup event. And then a couple of days before the World Cup, all of a sudden, they're like, nope, we're not serving beer. Yeah. So they had like 12 years that they knew that they were hosting this and said that they were totally cool with a beer sponsor. So then less than a week before to be like, we're not going to serve beer is shady. Yeah, and 75 mil is no joke, you know? Yeah, if I was Budweiser, I'd be pissed. Yeah. How do you even sue a country like that, though? You know what I mean? I don't even know. That One, they don't really care about women's rights. They don't really care about human rights. Oh, I heard there was a bunch of horrible, like, LGBTQ stuff going on there as well. Yeah. And then Andrew was telling me that they were doing, like, these sting operations where they were having these parties for like Americans and British people and whatever that were going to the World Cup. And they'd be like, oh, there's like these after parties where you can like get beer and alcohol. And they're like, they were hosted by the World Cup officials and stuff. Yeah. And then the people would go to the parties and then they would have them raided and like arrest all the people who attended. Yeah. It's brutal. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad I didn't go to the World Cup. Yep. But, you know, um, America made it to the quarterfinals and then they lost. But, yeah. you know, I feel like America, that's pretty good for us because it's not like we're a soccer first country. No, I just I was listening to the uh, old Budweiser um, commercial mm-hmm. things they had. You remember those ones? The uh what is it? The uh, Real Men of Genius? Yeah, Real yeah. Men of Genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're hilarious. I feel like they could do like a um, what are they, a flashback. What do they call it when they bring it back temporarily? Like a reboot. A reboot. They could do a reboot on those so easy. I'm sure they do every so often. Like, how could they not? I haven't heard them. I haven't heard one for a long time, but yeah, maybe they can make a joke about the World Cup in one of them. Yeah. Real man of genius. This goes out to you, World Cup. See, like, at least that would make them money off of it, though, right? Yeah. Like, that would make them money off the World Cup, even though they didn't get to sell any beer. So that is our time for today, but we will be back on Monday for another episode of A Wine 30.